Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Course Podcast. You, Hi, Mum. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Laura. And how are you? I'm doing not too bad this lovely evening. I'm enjoying the weather and it's getting a little bit uh, hotter and a bit more summery, which is great. Um, and we've been holding out, haven't we, on do- maybe it's been a bit tricky uh, doing the, the DV episodes, but we've had you've had some requests, haven't you, Mum? I have. I've had people saying, when are you going to do the rest of it? And I think it's time, Rose. I think there's, yeah. it's time because there's stuff that isn't um, available online. It's it's this nitty gritty stuff. I think we need to talk about. You know. Yeah, I mean, and the episode. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to the first episode, a version of the first part of this, mm-hmm. um, you listen to that. We cover it. You know, everything from what what is what is DV and what you can, what your options are. And we do a brief overview of everything. Mm. Um, but, you know, and I don't think this will be the end of our DV episodes either. There is so much to talk about. Yeah. Um, but I think it might be good for us to maybe talk about, you know, some of the what ifs. Um, you know, we get asked a lot of questions uh, from people saying, well, this has happened. What What if this happens? Or So I think today might be a good opportunity if you can't get, access to a lawyer, if you can't speak to anybody at all and you're listening to this and you're stuck in this situation, yeah. obviously, you know, this is not legal advice specifically tailored for you. It's just general. Um, but if you can give you some basic understanding of what's going on and maybe how the system works a bit better, it may help you. Is that right, Mum? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like, um, I guess, listening or hopefully we'll cover the stuff that your best friend would tell you if they knew about um you know the whole process very well and it's it's um i guess it's more the uh nitty-gritty of going through those steps instead of sort of what the law says it's just how you get through these stages so if you're really unsafe guys just go to the police um none of this is a substitute for uh, following your instincts, if you're scared, go. If you're scared for your children, take them and go. If you're scared for your pet, take him and go. But um, so what we're talking about are not like the life-threatening sort of DV. It's just the harassing, bullying, stalking, which can be life-threatening, but you know, not immediate threat. So I just want to make that clear, Laura. Um, yeah. We do want to make yeah. that clear that you're not going to make yourself any safer by listening to this. Um, but if you're in a safe place and you're planning or you've left and you want some support, then this podcast probably will interest you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's think about some what if situations. Um, mm. But maybe before we quickly talk about that, if you, for example, what if you have 
taken the kids or you've taken your pet or you've packed up and you've left mm. uh, and you don't have anywhere to stay, like you've got no yeah. family or friends or you're in a different country that everybody else is somewhere else. Um, we've looked at some places. It, it is a tricky situation and, and mum's going to tell us about some ways that you can get financial help, um, but there are some there's a lot of charities out there. Uh, there's Rise Up Australia in Sydney. They've recently created 1,044 homes for families. They fully stock it out with toys for the kids, bedding, linen, you name it, and, and they help. But that's a, it's a great initiative, but it is only 1,044 families. So, yeah, you know, we've got to keep going. Start. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, so um, Rise Up in, in Sydney, you can contact them. Uh, there's... Home for Good, which I think is more like a government agency that links you up with with other um, uh, charities and also is it MICA or Mika projects? Um, and we can put those links in the show notes. If you are stuck, there's also, of course, women's shelters um, and other places like that. But this is a good way for you to try and find if you need somewhere to stay and you can't couch surf until you are out of your danger and you can land on your feet. These are places that you can go to. Um, so just click on the show notes um, if you're mm. listening to this on your phone and it'll bring it up and you can have a look there. Yes. Um, and and they're in Brisbane, aren't they, Micah? Yeah, Brisbane. and it, look, it's I'm it's good. a really it's a really tricky time, but a lot of the best thing to remember is it's not going to be forever. You're not going to be couch surfing forever. You're not going to be stuck forever. You will get out of it. You will land on your feet. But it's a good place to know that there's some. That's good to know that there's some places for you to go. You don't need mm. to sleep on the streets. So uh, another important thing is a lot of people. Um, have to you know run run away from their home or leave their home and they've got a pet and you can't take your pet to your friend's house or your you know a hotel or you know and in that instance what what are the some things that people can do with their pets? So there's um, a pets in crisis program run by the RSPCA uh, in Queensland and I think there's something similar in New South Wales um, and. They're saying that it's sad but true that a lot of pets are abused as part of the spectrum of domestic violence. Um, so mm -hmm. sometimes uh, it's even a definition, you know, under the Queensland legislation, abuse is a threat to a pet or um, the uh, hurting a pet, harming a pet. Um, so you need to, you can't leave them in the home um, if they're at risk. Um, but a lot of the refuges, you can't take them either. Um, so what you need to do is um, they partnered with DV Connect, okay? And mm -hmm. so the uh, pets in crisis, so they uh, have the pets staying for an average of about 30 days and they provide a safe house for them um, and DV Connect connects you. So you just ring that 1800 number, 811811. And uh, they'll get someone to either temporarily care for your pet, either in an animal shelter or with foster carers. And I think that's a fantastic program, a fantastic it program. Is. A lot of people stay because they worry about their pets. Mm. They do. So this is, mm. I, I think we're, um, we're turning a corner in Australia, Laura, about recognising the depth of domestic violence, particularly that coercion and control um, yeah. kind of 
violence that we have, that controlling domestic violence. Yes, so yeah. that's good news. So there you go. Yeah. Um, oh. Wasn't that lovely? That's so. That's good. That you don't need to be stuck because you're worried about your pets. There is, mm. there are options, and you know you can ask family members or friends. Put a note out on Facebook if yep. you, if your ex or your partner isn't your friend, and say, "Hey, is anyone? Can anyone look after my pets? Maybe for six months to a year, just until I get my feet back on the ground." So then, you, you know, if you've got kids, sometimes getting saying goodbye to pets can be so hard. Um, but you know, and or even just. You, you just love your animals. You don't want to say yeah. goodbye to your animals. But, you know, sometimes if if you can arrange it for a short amount of time with family and friends yeah. and, you know, it, well, you can well, get through we're it. We're both pet lovers, um, Laura, aren't we dog lovers? And uh, I do yes. remember a, a lady, yeah. um, she said, the reason I'm so tight, so bonded to my dog um, is because she's gone through it with me. And I think sometimes they're our little yeah. friends when we're going through bad times. So, yeah, so don't be afraid to reach out. Don't let that stop you. Ring up and get your pet put safely. Don't worry about whose name's on the papers for if they're registered in anything. It's yeah. a, this is a different scenario. You're, you're, you're talking about the welfare of an animal here. Okay. So. Yes. All right. So Money. money. Uh, money, money, <laughs> money right. makes the world go round, and sometimes you might not have any when maybe you are in financial abuse and you've got no control yeah. over your money yeah. whatsoever, um, or you've got a joint bank account and all the money's all of a sudden taken out and you are mm. just stuck. Um, you know, there are some ways that you can uh, get help. You can approach the banks. There are a fair few banks that have a domestic violence um, tab or a section on their website, usually with the phone number that you can call where you can explain to them your situation and they usually can offer assistance, uh, put holds on um, payments that need to be made, yeah. et cetera. Um, also, Mum, can you explain a little bit better um, victims assist that people oh, yes. can use? So, vic yep. so victims assist is, is a compensation program um, set up in Queensland. I suspect it um, it's, uh, applies in other states as well. But the one in Queensland, there's a form to fill in. We can... We can um, Put a link to that form in the on the notes. Um, anyone who's been um, directly assaulted under domestic violence or has been directly impacted uh, can claim this money, um, and I think it's about three thousand dollars per person uh, who's been involved. So, if your children are in counselling or you're in counselling as a result, you just fill in this form. Um, and and you may well qualify. Now that's a long term thing, so you know that that money is is handy to have, um, and it's really because you're a victim of crime, really. Oh, okay. Uh, but but there's also Centrelink. Um, go to them, talk to them. Uh, even if you've never had to deal with Centrelink before, there are a lot of emergency things they can do for you, uh, just to get you through those early stages. I can't emphasize enough how wonderful the um, DV assist people are hmm. um, in helping you make those connections. And what number, do you know the number? Is that the number you were saying before or is that a different? Um, I've got it here. 
Uh, that was the pets, sorry. Because there's Hang also, yep. you know, Brisbane Domestic D- Violence. Connect. Yeah, so what DB Connect is. Sorry, yep. It's 1-800-811-811. Okay, that's easy to remember. Um, yep. And we'll put that in the show notes. We'll put that in the show Sorry, notes. We'll put that in the show notes okay. as well. So that will be great. Good. So that you Good. know, they you know, really, when it comes down to it, the most urgent things are is shelter, you know, and food, which is money basically, yes. and um, safety, and safety for your pets, you know, and kids mm. if you've got kids as well. Yeah, um, and you, yeah, and yourself, of course, yourself. So there mm-hmm. are, of course, mental health um, is a big one. And you can oh, yes. go to your GP um, and ask mm. for 10 sessions. Uh, you can actually at the moment get 20 sessions. Yes, um, I think that's going to stay, uh, Laura. I think you'll always be able to get 20 sessions, 10 at a time. Yeah. Uh, with a, And I can't emphasise enough how much that support will help you. you. You mightn't think you need it or you might think you're strong. And, and God knows a lot of women who've been through DV are very strong in there in themselves but it's really nice to be able to talk to a counsellor to help you work through things because of course your kids are not going to be um, on their best behaviour if you're stressed and they pick up on it if they've had to move from their house um, they're going to just when you are wondering whether you're going to be able to cope they're going to be starting to play up and act out Mm. and it's just nice to have an adult you can talk to (laughs) he can give you some strategies and keep you on a a smooth path so yes do that it it, it is important to know that I I think if you are going to go look for a psychologist um Unfortunately, I think. I mean, I, I guess everyone's got their thing, um, but there are a lot of psychologists that won't take um, people who have, who have experienced domestic violence or want help psychologically from domestic violence. So there are a lot of psychologists that have they won't take you. So when they do the intake and they'll say, "Okay, what are you? You know, what are you going through? What is mm. the reason?" Um, if you say domestic violence is an issue, they they will say, oh, they might say, I'm sorry, she doesn't take those types of cases. So it is important that if that's what you're going to talk about, that you do mention that um, when you're yes. doing the intake. There are a list of suggested ones through, you know, the, the websites um, like Brisbane Domestic yeah. Violence. And, yeah, it, it just be prepared because being rejected when you're in this vulnerable state mm. is bad enough as it is. But um, yes. maybe ask for recommendations for uh, psychologists yes. who are good with uh, dealing with domestic violence. <clears throat> and, and, Laura, I think people shouldn't see it as a rejection, but you will when you're vulnerable. Mm. Um, but, but rather the people who, the, the counsellors and psychologists who do deal with domestic violence are my heroes Mm. and it's a very specific specialised area. So the people who don't do it, it might be that they just don't have those skills. So don't take it personally. And you want the person who who knows how to handle um, DV cases and to explain things to you Um, because everybody's different but but most um, features of domestic violence, uh, there's a common thread yeah. Um, so you'll you'll be able to find someone with the skills to help you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's we've talked about mental health and all. Um, what about so let's do some what if scenarios in case we've got some listeners okay. that are in situations currently and it's really hard to cover everything. But let's just do some uh, general okay. ones. Um, yep. So first of all, let's imagine 
um, you know, you, you have experienced domestic violence, you know what domestic violence is now and you know that that's what's happening. Um, you go to the police and no one seems to want to take you seriously. They mm, just fob yes. you off, say, oh, it's, <sighs> what, what, what do you do in that situation? Well, ladies, we have to be strong. Um, that the Queensland Police and and the New South Wales Police are getting training in domestic violence support all the time. They uh, have programs to educate them, uh, but sometimes um, even within one specific police station, you'll talk to one person who gets it and three people who don't. You know, next time you go, you might get fobbed off. So again talking about that rejected feeling, you guys need to learn um, if you're advocating for yourself and your future, for your kids and your future. So stand your ground. I mean, they are there to help us. So if you go up to the counter and say, I want to bring in, you know, oh, sorry, if, imagine you've got your order, right? We'll flip back to how to get the order. But imagine you have want to report an incident and they don't want to know about it. Um, it and I've had people I've had police say to me, oh, but Lynn, you know, I'll have to open a file. I'll have to take a statement. And I go, well, yes, this lady needs a statement. So you need to insist that you have your statement taken, that you've got something to say, something to report, and you want them to record it. Because sure as anything, if it comes an issue later on and you haven't recorded it or reported it, um, that's going to be an issue. Oh, well, it can't have been too bad. She didn't even report it. Mm. So if and these it, little breadcrumb trails are important. And I think, it, you know, many there are police officers doing an amazing job. You know, they put their life on the mm. line. They really they go in with good intentions. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, some of them are very understaffed. They don't have many people, you know, and, you know, sometimes they don't they kind of don't want to do a report or a statement because it takes time and effort and if they don't see it as important in their eyes, um, yeah. they're going to try and fob you off because for them it's easier to not write something down um, if they don't fully understand your situation. And let's be honest, domestic violence, um, one little incident separate alone reported doesn't sound, maybe, you know, if they haven't physically hurt you where it's visible, to the police officer, maybe it doesn't seem like a big deal. But when you add all of those little moments of abuse together yep. and you step back and you look at it as a whole over a year and there's 365, you know, then, yes. it, then you can yep. see the damage that it causes. But to a police officer, you know, who you haven't met before, maybe you've spoken to seven different other ones, um, it it might not seem like a big deal to them and they've they're dealing with criminals who are stealing from shops they're dealing you know so to them they're they're dealing with yeah mm. drugs and, and and if you're not actually dripping blood on the floor it's hard for them to understand that uh the what you've been through is important it's just as um, important yes yeah. well and and sometimes you know it's too late by the time they realize it was serious yeah so you know yeah, um, I can't emphasise enough. You've got to be your own best advocate, mm. and and if you get any sort of disrespect from any of the professionals that you're dealing with who who disregard your situation, um, you know how real it is. Then go and find someone who does support you. Mm. You know, I mean, it's 
it's not you're not doing it because you want to be a victim or known as a victim. You're trying to get help to get out of your situation. Yes. And that's an important thing to do. And there there are um, domestic violence liaison officers in poli- in most yes. police stations. So so what should happen is when you <clears throat> initially contact with the police officers or, or and you eventually uh, end up with a protection order in place, um, you should be contacted by a domestic violence liaison officer who should um, give you their card and a little bit of information um, and say that you should call me when things happen and that's the person you should try and contact. Try and create a relationship with one officer um, at the station that you go to because that's going to be better for you in the long run when you go and see them and they know your history. They will understand, you know, if he's following you in a car um, and breaking the order by being very close to you and following you in a car might not seem like a big deal to an officer who doesn't know your backstory. But if if you've got a backstory of history of, you know, all sorts of horrible things, then that is a big deal, you know, and that is something. Yep. So trying to uh, make sure you get a connection. <clears throat> and and another mm. thing, if <clears throat> if you've got a problem with the way you have been treated, um, you can ask for their badge number. And that yep. seems to, you know, put them a little bit more on the back foot and realise, okay, I, I have to behave a little bit and be on my best behaviour because this this lady or Karen, as they're called, might do something about <laughs> it, you know. Um, well, you know, and, and they've often got the junior person on the counter, right, mm, mm. Uh, and they'll go back and some sort of crusty <laughs> um, other policeman in the back will probably say, oh, tell her to, you know, get over herself or go away or we're not, you know. So you've got a few hurdles. It's, it's still a bit of an invisible thing. Um, thank goodness there's more money being thrown at uh, for DV safety now, mm. but but it's still it's still a bit hidden. And, you know, ladies, we're our own worst enemy. Um, if you've been through DV, I bet you didn't tell your mother because she'd have got you to leave, you know. Mm. So you hide it because you don't want to leave the relationship. So, yeah. yeah. So you, we've just got to start being our own advocates. Yes. So in, in saying that, if if you have been to the police and you know you're in domestic violence and you know that it's continuing and you know that maybe you would be better off with a protection order um, and, mm. but but the police aren't offering to do it for you, which is what something they, they should do if you're in a, in a serious situation, something's mm. happened and you've had to go report it, usually the police officer should you know, say, is this happening all the time or is this a problem and and suggest yeah. writing a protection order for you. If they don't do that, what should should you do? You take yourself to your nearest magistrate's court and get the form or you can download it. I think we'll put the link in, Laura, mm-hmm. for downloading the domestic violence application and you fill it out yourself. You file it in the magistrate's court. You'll get given a date. The police will have to serve it for you. The magistrate's court will hand it to the police. They'll serve the other person and there'll be a date to come to court. court. So the form is not complicated. It doesn't have to be typed. Um, It it could be written by hand. In fact, I'd recommend go to the magistrate's court um, nearest you or whatever you want, best the one nearest you, get your form and sit there and fill it out. Yeah. Okay, um, and keep working on it till it's right, and then lodge it. 
It, it, it doesn't have to be fancy. But the court, the forms. We'll talk about the forms later, I guess, Laura. Will we? Yes. Yeah. I, I but, thought, but you need to. Be, yeah. Sorry. Um, the, I was just about to say they've got an interactive one that you can fill on, fill up, um, yeah. and if you want to use a printable phone. one. Yeah. You, I mean, you could. Yeah. You could even sit in in the magistrate's court in the filing place. Um, yeah. With it on your phone and do the interactive one on your phone. You could, but they've also got the paper ones yeah. and biros. Yeah. So you just write it out. So what the court, what they would be looking for is that there is a risk of domestic, there's been domestic violence and there's a risk of it occurring again. And so you, you have to, uh, the more specific you can be, the better. But if you don't know a particular date, like if you can't say on the 8th of July, um, 2019, he locked me out of the house. If you don't know what date it was, you might. It might have been your birthday. Um, but you can say in mid-July last year, he, he locked me out of the house when it was cold, didn't let me back in, I slept in the laundry, whatever. These are things I've heard people have been through, you know. Um, and and just list the things that have happened to you um, and with dates. And, so that's, and that will really help. And that's in sec, uh, number six on, on the form. It says grounds for a protection order. And it literally says state the grounds as to why a protection order is necessary or desirable to protect the aggrieved. It must be shown that domestic violence has occurred. Include a specific example behavior. Um, and then you can attach extra pages. And it literally says incident one, the type of abuse, when, where, describe it, the effect Perfect. and the witness, uh, if they have any witnesses and any extra information. So if you have been to the police in the past over incidences, that's even better because they would have printed out a statement for you, a copy of your statement. Um, you can staple that onto the back and literally copy out what the police have written. Um, uh, or if you got, obviously it's very hard to forget certain incidences and they're the ones that you can definitely write down and, 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 copied into this form um it's really quite mm. basic that's literally you know it just asks for names and addresses um it does ask if there are any weapons um and yes. and, and then it asks for you know uh what kind of conditions you want and it's a lot of ticking and just answering questions so it's not too it's not too in-depth it's only 10 pages actually and one of those pages is yep. you signing it so i think you know, it sounds like a scary thing to do or you feel like you might need a lawyer to do it or, you know, the police to do it. But if no mm. one's going to help you, then you download this form, do it at home or you march into the magistrate's court and you do this yourself and then, you know, you're taking control of your life moving forwards. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and you can ask for an interim order. Um, yes. And there even can even be an order made before they serve the um, other party. Um, sometimes, if it's, um, I think there's a box to tick, Laura. There's, an, yeah, there's the a section, there. uh, and num question number four. It says temporary protection order. It says, do you wish the court to make a temporary one? Because obviously, the court's got to think about whether or not to give you one. But in the meantime, mm. like Mum said, if it's really bad. Um, the court can yep. give you one straight away. So if you request a temporary order before they give a copy to your ex-partner, you will have to show the court the reasons why it's necessary or desirable for, for them for you to be protected. Um, so then yes. you have to state your reasons below. It's just a giant box where you can write, I don't know, what, whatever it is. Anything. Anything that you yep. think is the reason why you need one right now, now. straight away. Yep. 
Um, yeah. And that that's obviously, you know, up to you um, how you how you state that. If you are with police, if the police offer to do this for you, it is easier. Oh. Um, yeah. And, in fact, if the police don't offer it, then ask them, ask them to help you because, if they, you know, at least you're – you're standing up for yourself and you're advocating. And and That's I know, right. to, to be honest, I'm you know, I don't come from a legal background. My mum does. Um, but police officers mm. still seem a little bit scary to me, even as an adult. If, if I hear a siren, even though I never do anything wrong, I get a little nervous, um, you know, and I see police officers, I still get nervous. And it is very confronting in a, in a police station. You know, they've got guns and big uniforms and they seem very in charge of the situation and the personalities of people to become police officers, that that, that personality can be daunting. Um, and, mm. and especially if you have been a victim of domestic violence, you're not in your most confident state. So you need to really gather all yeah. your all all your guts and just really stand mm-hmm. up for yourself because it's the police in the end that are going to be able to help you as much as the court is the court it's the police that are going to get you have your back so you've got yeah. to really try and reach out to them and get them to understand the situation and get them to help so if you yeah. get the police to do the order for you <clears throat> and apply yeah. for it or if you do it yourself Either way, um, what's the process then? Just quickly, Mum, we'll just touch on it. So you, okay, yeah. So the police, if the police do it for you, they they can get what's called a police protection notice, a PPN, um, and they can issue that really quickly to look after you. Um, so that's the really serious situations. They're often called to at night or whatever. Um, but with the other forms, you you file it. If you want an interim order, sometimes the magistrate will make the order while you're still, you know, then and there. They'll take it upstairs. He looks at it or she looks at it. They might make an order then and there. Otherwise, they might bring it back, like what's called a return date or a mention date, and you go on that date. That By then, the other person is served and they can either agree to the order or say they're going to object to the order being made final, um, you can make your advocacy there. You can ask the magistrate for an interim order. Um, if he thinks or she thinks it's worth it, you'll get your interim order. And then there's usually a final hearing um, where where the, both parties have witnesses and all of that. It is a, a system that is geared very much for people acting for themselves. There are lovely people at all of the courts that I've been to for domestic violence supporting you. Um, there's there's pr- uh, private rooms for people who are victims of domestic violence or who, who are just um, and who are scared. You know, uh, even in the Brisbane Magistrates Court, um, there is a safe room. No one can get in without a pass. Um, you have to be let in. Um, and even for people who aren't in those extreme situations, they keep the uh, a gr- the people who are the victims, the aggrieved, up one end of the building and the, the perpetrators or alleged perpetrators down the other. So unlike probably the police station, uh, once you get into the court in the domestic violence realm, they know what they're doing um, in terms of supporting and helping you. So you should be okay. And if you get up there and you've brought your own application, you did your own, wrote it all out yourself and filed it, there'll be a duty lawyer and sometimes a counsellor as well, Mm. or usually a counsellor. And the lawyer could go to court 
and talk to the magistrate on your behalf. So, you know, take those first baby steps um, and then you'll find the support will fall in behind you. Mm. Um, and it's your first step to back to a normal life, I guess, yeah. you know, and putting that person in their place. Yeah, and I think um, really what it, what this episode comes down to, this part of DVN, is, uh, we'll have to do a few more, Mum, because we've already hit 30 yeah. minutes. Um, it really is, you know, it, it, it's important to go to the police when you need to, you know, no, yeah. and, and tell them and get it reported, get it written down, um, get it, get it, yep. get your story told because no one is going to help you if you keep it to yourself and go, yep. go and be your own advocate, get, get the help you need. If no one will give, help you, go and do it yourself. Um, and if the police aren't going to help you, be really, you know, just stand up for yourself and say, well, I'm just going to sit here till someone talks to me um, and make them take a statement. If they won't take a statement, you take their badge number and, you know, you, you report, report them. them. Yep, um, complain. Yep, because that's, you know, the police, you need them to help you and it's their job, they're paid to do it. So you have yep. a right as a citizen to get that help. And and one more trick before we go is if you're really struggling with a certain station, go to a different one. Go and choose another one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> go and choose another one and find, find like it's kind of like a doctor. Go find a doctor that fits you. Go find a police officer that fits you. But um, I'm I'm sorry we have to stop us there, Ma, but mm. I think I think that was a okay. good, you know, cover of, of some things, you know, some what ifs. Um, what we might do is wait for um, the the Q and A's to come in for the next DV one, yes. and then we can do some okay. more. Um, we can zoom in on that. So mm. many things that we can cover with DV, but I think this this episode was yeah. really important about standing up for yourself. As lovely as the police are, but sometimes you know they're not as educated in this. Um, and no one's going to know what you're going through unless you tell someone. And in court, like you said, Mum, the more things that have been reported, you know, yep. the, the picture when you zoom out, you see the pattern, it starts to emerge and, and you know, what you're going through yep. on the daily, people can actually see. Is that right? Yep. And and we'll talk later, Laura, um, on another podcast about how you deal with family and friends and yes, and Actually, music probably, teachers and that's probably a good one to do. Next. Everyone else, yeah, yes, yeah. because this is the fallout because because it's such a secret thing. Like people don't tell other people about the DV. You're probably going to have trouble telling your best friends. Mm. Um, you're going to be hit with disbelief or yeah. or denial. Yeah, you know, you're rocking the boat. Yeah. Well, you keep things a secret for so long, then and it is hard for people to believe. You know, if yeah. if you've kept it hidden because you're ashamed, because you're embarrassed, or because you know they're going to tell you to leave, um, yep. and then you finally do. Yeah, there is a there is yeah. some things and some ways to cope um, around yep. that. So that's the next step. So I think yes, Mum, we will definitely do that next episode. We'll do that one. Yeah. So good idea. Hang in Laura. there, everybody. Yep. Check out the links. Um, We've yes. got you back <laughs> and um, yes. hopefully, yeah, if you've got any questions um, that you'd like us to answer on the podcast, you can send it in, um, DM us on Instagram, um, The Divorce Course, or you can check us out on Facebook, The Divorce Course 
podcast on Facebook um, and we can definitely uh, try and answer some of your questions. But thank you again, Mum, for your help. You're so wonderful. And oh, <laughs> and, and hang out, hang in there, all you strong ladies out there. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye, Laura. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording in 2020.